It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! As opposed to not live. How are you guys? Good to see everybody. Boy, you guys in the chat room are very busy. Hello to all of you. Welcome back to the 4 o'clock episodes of Taxi TV. Today we are going to play you the top 10 songs picked by our screeners and A&R staff this month. Um, want to let you remind you guys, or for those who've never been on one of these episodes before, these aren't necessarily the 10 most forwarded things or the 10 best things. These are just things that when the screeners hear something that they really like and think is special, that uh, they will send it to the A&R staff. Uh, and then those guys check it out and they all kind of put their heads together and put together a playlist of 10. So always like playing those and you guys apparently always like to listen. And don't forget that today we are going to give away, there we go, a copy of Robin Frederick's best-selling book, Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting. And we're going to give away a copy of... Steve Barden's book, Writing Production Music for TV by Steve Barden. Um, both of them, excellent books. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Ken Mesford says, I've missed all you crazy peeps for what seems like forever. Um, anyway, I'm glad to be back uh, here in L.A. and back in this time zone. I just got home at 1 a.m. on Saturday morning. Uh, and still adjusting to the time zone and dealing with the jet lag. So if I go during the show, now you know why. But uh, listen to some of the music before to get my levels, and it sounds good. So we've got an exciting show in store. Um, I was going to move my camera to the center of the screen, but no, I'll leave it there. That way I can look down and see you guys in the chat room. Uh, all right. Thank you, P piano, guitar, voice lessons. <laughs> Welcome home, Michael. Um, yep, always good to be back. Drink a rock star. Do you know, while I was gone, I lost six and a half pounds, and I'll tell you how I did it, by not drinking rock stars with about a pound of sugar in every one. And you guys are going to laugh at this. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to even admit this. IKEA frozen meatballs. Yes, we've all had the IKEA Swedish meatballs, right? Well, um, there's an IKEA very close to where we stay in Israel. And uh, so we would go there quite often. The cafeteria there, the restaurant cafeteria, whatever you want to call it, is actually a really good value. You get really good meals for like 10 bucks a person. Um, good, wholesome food. Anyway, we discovered that they sold the, the meatballs, not the Swedish variety, just plain old beef meatballs. You can buy the Swedish sauce and add it later, but we bought a bag of frozen meatballs. And there were so many nights where I was so busy uh, working on taxi stuff, like every morning and then in the afternoons, we'd go do something for ourselves and then starting around four or five in the afternoon, start working on taxi again, usually till 10, 11 or midnight. And we didn't have time to go out make a whole dinner or we didn't want to go out to dinner every night because that gets expensive so i got in the habit like twice a week maybe more frequently of nuking six meatballs in a little bowl and putting ketchup and mustard on them and that was my entire dinner and i swear it's the ikea meatball diet six and a half pounds in 30 days so there you go 
remember where you heard it first. Um, the Swedish sauce, uh, oh, I get it. That was a joke. Swedish. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, let's jump right into the music, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm all out of stuff to tell you. Oh, I, I do want to mention next week's show, our guests are going to be Tracy and Vance Marino, um, longtime taxi members. They've probably been to at least a dozen road rallies or more. Um, I think a lot of you know them. Uh, they're super friendly, super nice people from San Diego area. Um, very involved. Anyway, they wrote a new book, which I don't have the title with me right now, but a new book on uh, launching your career in sync. And it just came out uh, yesterday, I believe. Yesterday's 15th. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. So I heard about it, um, ordered a copy of the book that will be here tomorrow, and that will give me enough time to read the book and ask them intelligent questions on next Monday's show. So don't miss that one. All right, first thing up is a song called Nobody Cares, and this is from Megan Windsor, who is our featured artist this month. Let's have a listen to Nobody Cares. Here we go. How do you take that jealousy there yeah, on the rocks for a straight old me? Fighting but my record's clean, yeah Can you say the same? Sitting here with my diet coat You prefer it up your nose I'll bite my tongue, better watch your own child This is just a face like High road is getting high Hello, get you through the night With the penal narcissistic lie Cause everybody means what they mean But they don't mean it
Nobody cares. Little slow on the draw there. Yes, very slow on the draw. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, once again, that was Nobody Cares by Megan Windsor. Um, she's the featured artist this month. And somebody asked a question about, because uh, she's got a reference to Diet Coke in there. And the question uh, was, is that taboo? I don't know if I would say it's taboo. Um, it, it all depends on the context. You know, if you're pitching it for sync, it's gonna lessen the number of chances where it could be used. If the song is gonna be used in a, the background of a scene might not be that important, uh, you know, or problem, says Diet Coke. Um, other times it could be. Um, it's certainly uh, not a problem if you're an artist, you know, trying to get a record deal and you got a lyric with a, a brand in it, that's okay. Libraries don't really want to sign songs that have references to brands or profanity. Think anything that takes it out of contention sometimes or all the time uh, makes it less appealing to a publisher. So it's not that it's impossible to get it used, but it does lessen the chances. But, you know, for an artist pitch, I don't think it matters even a little bit. Um, Jesse, <laughs> what does she mean you like it up your nose? You know, I don't know. Can't imagine. Uh, oh, look at you guys, all this drug conversation in there. Wow, bunch of, uh, oh, never mind. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. And yes, uh, the bottom end on that I found particularly attractive. I like that kind of grainy, distorted bottom end, and that song had plenty of it. Okay, so the next thing we have up, if I can get this back to the top without messing up. Shoot. I'm using a second laptop to play the music from, and it's set up a little differently than I've got mine, you know, as far as the trackpad and stuff, so there you go. That's why I'm making all kinds of mistakes in a very public way. All right, this next one is an instrumental by Chris Moser, and it's called Spy Thing.
Oh, that was cool. Um, really, really good. That was Spy Thing uh, by Chris Moser. Uh, I saw somebody mention Jerry Lopez in the chat. Remember that? It was like, what, five months ago, maybe, that we had Jerry Lopez uh, on the show. And his band does this stuff at a residency in Las Vegas. I was just thinking about that the other night on the plane coming home. Uh, because remember I said, why don't we put together a field trip to Las Vegas where a bunch of us meet up? And Jerry said, I'll block out a bunch of seats in the room. You guys can have the whole room if you want. Amazing sound system that they've got there. The band, they're all like intense musicians. And the, the level of their showmanship, their playing, everything is just like a solid 11. So let's do that. But let's do it after the road rally because I'm going to be very busy between now and the road rally. Um, by the way, the road rally is going to be live in person. And remember, I'm a man who keeps my word. For those of you who were regulars during the quarantine, for the quarantine happy hours, we are going to have a private get-together uh, just so we can all give each other a hug. We made it. We lived. Um, Marion, I just read your post. You know how sometimes you look at something, I don't know if it's dyslexia or what, but I thought you said, I'd love to hear them in person. I thought it said, I'd love to hear them in prison. I was going to go, Marion, have you been up to no good? Um, is it live and virtual? Um, it would be way, way, way out of our budget to broadcast the Road Rally Live just because of the number of camera crews we would need. We'd need three camera guys just in the ballroom alone um, to do it even kind of professionally. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do an in-person Road Rally uh, starting Thursday night with registration all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then starting Monday morning, all day Monday, and all day Tuesday after the Road Rally, we're doing Road Rally sequels, kind of like the prequels that we did last year, but we're going to do some sequels so that those of you uh, who can't make it, um, it at least can partake in some aspect of the road rally with a lot of community, uh, you know, giving each other hugs. So uh, prisons have such great acoustics. I wouldn't know, Ken. Um, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to head back to the West End. I actually was there at 1 a.m. on Saturday morning because I parked my car there um it's the only place I, I can afford to leave my car for a month and um by the airport gosh i went to orlando a few weeks ago to visit some grandkids down there and parked on the airport property because i was running late for my flight i was gone three and a half days cost me two hundred dollars for parking um so anyway parked at the westin and i gotta say my flight got messed up every possible way a flight could get messed up. Um, we sat on the ground for an hour leaving Tel Aviv. Um, then when we were coming into Newark, they were having uh, low ground fog and some other weather complications. So bottom line is we arrived very late in Newark where I was supposed to get my luggage, go through customs, and then recheck my luggage and re-go through security. 
I had an hour and 15 minutes to do that in a perfect world. Unfortunately, uh, when my plane finally arrived in Newark, then we sat on the tarmac waiting for a gate for like an hour and change. So I had completely blown my connection, but I was happy to find out when I got into the airport that the crew that was heading for my next flight was delayed because their inbound plane was screwed up because of weather. And then we got on the next flight eventually. My luggage made it from one place to another through um, customs and then through security, blah, blah, blah. I get on the next flight and we sat on the tarmac for hours, hours. Uh, and then they had to relieve the flight crew because they had exceeded the number of hours in a day that they could work. So we had to wait for a new crew to arrive. Anyway, I got home. I want to say it was like seven and a half hours later than I was supposed to. It was a very bad travel day. But I got to go to the Westin to pick up my car. So there you go. Um, hang on, i got to fix something here. I hate using strange computers. Okay. All right. Uh, I wouldn't say they treat me like the king that I am, Nancy. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> no, they do treat me well. Um, no, taxi memberships do not renew automatically. Um, how do you guys feel about that subject? Um, I kind of want to say that there is a law in California that makes automatic renewals against the law. I could be wrong about that, but I kind of remember that. Anyway, we just think that it's a little skanky because people that in, don't intend to renew get renewed and then they have to call and say, can you please unrenew me and refund my money? So, but then a lot of people don't rejoin because they miss the four or five emails we send saying, hey, it's time to renew. And they keep pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. Um, Anyway, so um, I don't know. Uh, do you guys think we should do that? Uh, we don't actually hold on to the credit card info. Um, the banks have a legal and approved system behind all kinds of firewalls. So Taxi never actually uh, stores the credit card on any of our servers. It's all taken care of in some other way that's legal. Uh, do I know when the Westin taxi room rates will be available? Sooner than later, actually, I could trot down to Angel's office and check the contract that I signed and tell you. Um, not much more than in the past, you know, like maybe $5 a night more. Um, I can't venture a guess, but recently, like a week ago, um, when I was working on some road rally stuff, I was looking at Westin room rates compared to what we normally get, which is like, what, 135, I want to say, or 137 a night or something like that. Uh, and the rates, so I tried, I went online and looked at buying myself a room like two weeks out from whatever night that was. And the rate that I was quoted was way higher than the road rally rate. Uh, The Westin penthouse is only $80,000 a night? Or is that supposed to be $8,000 a night? Do they even have a penthouse? Um, 
What about the renewal at $100 off available only by phone? Honestly, call the staff. I, I don't want to deal with that during the show right now because I should be playing music and I got off on a tangent. But yeah, just call anybody in the staff. They actually know that stuff better than my 8,000. Wow. The room, they give me the presidential suite at the Westin, which is a really nice, big, spacious room um, with a tremendous view of the runway at LAX. Um, and planes that wake you up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but uh, it's a nice room. Um, it's, it's not like four seasons fancy, but plenty nice enough and uh, comes with a Yamaha seven foot four inch grand piano in it. Um, wow, they actually charge $8,000 a night for that room? Really? Um, all right. Do check if you do not want to renew. What? Anyway, okay, next thing up is Heartbreaker, which is a song by Sarah, oh, I could look up here, by Sarah Sheldon, also known as Juliet 4. Oh, actually, it says Joliet 4 on one thing and Juliet 4. I'm going with Joliet 4 because I grew up 50 miles from Joliet, Illinois, and the, the state prison in Joliet, where the Blues Brothers um, did their time. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. This is Heartbreaker by Joliet Four, also known as Sarah Sheldon. Waking up with you for the thousandth time, sipping coffee and juice, reading the New York Times. You told me I'm the only one But now you think you've had your fun You hope I had a good time Goodbye, we're done I got you inside
And that was Sarah Sheldon, also known as Joliet Four, doing Heartbreaker. Yes, I literally wrote down James Bond. Whoops, there we go. James Bond. And just as I look back up at the chat room, all you guys are going, yeah, Bond theme. Um, perfect for that. And what a voice. Uh, Sarah Sheldon, you sing from your toenails in a good way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that was coming from like all the way up through her body out to the world. Um, really, really cool. Um, feels like my air conditioner's not working. I see the number that it's on. It should be chilly in here, but no, it is not. <sighs> that time of year again, Southern California gets hot, all the air conditioners break. Sounds like the dentist giving candy out to the kids when they visit. Very much like Goldfinger vibe. Peter Rahill, how are you? I haven't seen you around. Good to see your face in that little half-inch circle or three-eighths of an inch circle. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's listen to another one. And this one is called Bones. And it is by Matthew Magnuson, also known as Big Sir Bound. Let's have a listen to Bones. Let's keep it simple No rules, no lies Lay down your weapons So no one dies I kept a secret I broke a vow My hands are shaken Darling, unsure of
Wow, Mikey likes it. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, I always say someday I'm going to go back to the studio again, and that's the kind of records that I personally prefer to make really organic stuff. That was really, really well crafted, both in the writing, the engineering, the production, every aspect of that, um, and made a really good case for not putting 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound bag. Interesting. Um, I was listening very carefully. You probably saw me concentrating, shutting my eyes and pressing my earbuds in further. Uh, if you listen carefully, I believe that the lead vocal, the female vocal, was panned at about one o'clock, and the lead male vocal, which was sometimes a harmony, I, I don't know what you call it, like a co-vocal, um, was panned at about 10.30 or 11 o'clock. So they weren't dead center. Uh, I was having a hard time telling if the female vocal was panned dead center and it was just the earbuds not being equally shoved into my ears or not. Um, or it could be that one ear hears better than the other because I'm old. I don't know. Anyway, um, everything had its place. I remember in Woodshop in seventh grade, whoever the teacher was said, uh, they had an outline. I'm sure uh, everybody who took woodshop probably had a similar thing in your school, where if there was a hammer that needed to be hung up, boy, do I, I'm not a very good artist. But if there was a hammer that needed to be hung up at the end of class, there was a hammer outline, like, you know, the outline of a body at a crime scene up on the wall with a peg, and you knew where to put the hammer. So the teacher used to always say, there's a place for everything and everything in its place. And that's how I felt about the engineering production and arrangement on that. Um, catching up here. Okay. Uh, if you got that joke, I am impressed. I don't know what the joke was, Ken, but you're generally pretty funny. It's better to be late. It's always better to be early. Oh, Anyway, uh, all right, now let's see. Somebody else is saying, Brian Langle says, yes, 11 and one. So essentially they felt like they were in the center as two performers in the middle of a stage rather than, you know, 10 o'clock and two o'clock or three and nine. It was smart to keep them like, like, like that. <laughs> uh, boy. All right, next thing up, I keep looking down there when I've got the list taped to the screen on my laptop. Next thing is called Black Widow and it's by Amy Chapman. Let's have a listen. But you never liked you inside 
you always be me such an awful liar And the truth's got a habit of showing Black Widow by Amy Chapman, intensely creative and brilliantly done. Sometimes our members just blow me away. I would have never thought of most of the ideas in that song in a million years. Imagine if you're a music supervisor and the producer on the TV show says, find me something like that. What genre, what do you reference? If Let's say you can't reference that um, for whatever reason. They do have their reasons sometimes where they can't reference. Like sometimes if they want a particular song and they can't make a deal with the artist or the publisher, um, they don't want to use that as the reference sometimes because they worry that if they get something that's too close and it was mentioned in the brief, there could be legal issues. So it doesn't happen often, but it does happen that way sometimes. How would you describe that if you were a music supervisor writing a brief? <laughs> Sexy trip hop. Yeah, that was a fade. <laughs> Genre, unique. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how many different styles would fall under the category of unique. Yeah, I mean, coming up with a name for it, for the genre, you can kind of morph names all day long. 
coming up with a genre that actually makes people go, oh yeah, I know that genre, that's a whole different thing. You can't just make it up. You gotta pick something that like everybody knows so that it's relatable for the readers of the brief, right? Uh, the Bjork thing, remember? Um, I don't, well, a lot of you guys are somewhat close to my age. Um, remember Saturday Night Live did a skit and they did Bjork, dork. Remember that? I don't know why, but that stuck in my head for like 30 years. Bjork? Dork. I think that was SNL. Um, okay. Our members once again maintain the mantle of high level of creativity. And uh, now we are going to listen to Megan Mullally, also known as Lozen, doing so high. Wasn't Megan Mullally an actress on Will and Grace? Am I nuts? I think there was an actress called Megan Mullally. Let's find out if my trivia brain is working or not. In the meanwhile, we will listen to this Megan Mullally, also known as Lozen, and the song is So High. So high, so high, so high. Gonna own this, cause I got this. Oh, hi. 
another incredible example of unbelievable creativity. Uh, I just love it that people can hear this stuff in their heads and put it down. It's not just like, you know, a one, four, five, straight up strummy song or blocky piano song. Really, really creative. Uh, very, very proud of our members. Um, Carosa, you're leaving. Get back here right now. Come on, man. You can't leave. <laughs> Um, somebody mentioned cheerleaders. I, I was thinking the same thing, you know, uh, like the uh, the cheerleaders who have their, like they're wearing Doc Martens that are unlaced and they look a little scruffy, probably have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Like cheerleaders you would see at a prison football game. This would be perfect for them, right? <laughs> oh, man. I love that. You know what? I think one week I want to do a show where we go back and look at a year or two of top tens and pick like the best one or two, which would be really hard from every show and do a show of the like top 10, top 10, you know, that would be cool. Um, also gives me a good idea because we put together compilations uh, that we send out to companies that we want to run listings with us and uh, that would be a really good place to start it's like you you wouldn't think to ask for this but we get listings for female hip-hop um, and this is cooler than most of the female hip-hop frankly that I've heard on the radio um, Peter Rahill, lots of prison references today. What's up with that? Uh, don't know, Peter. Don't know. <clears throat> Sandra the Sirens comment, uh, like Pussy Riot <laughs> got blocked by, uh, there you go. Yeah, that's an actual band, Russian uh, girl group. Uh, didn't they do some prison time? I think so, right? Uh, our good buddy Vladimir Putin uh, threw him in jail, which actually made them even more popular than ever. Okay, next up, we have one called Sundress, and this is by John Jones. Let's have a listen. One, two, one, two. It's like... It's like... On a Monday, trying to get it together. Realizing this Sunday, all so much better. Great guitar sound. Where she wears that thing, it's like Christmas in July. Oh, she captured my heart as well as my eye. When she wears that sundress. She wears that sundress. When she wears that sundress. When she wears that sundress. It's like cool, cool water on a hot summer's day. It's 
Another awesome song. Love it. Um, who did Rainy Night in Georgia? Was that Brooke Benton? Um, very similar vibe in certain aspects of this. Love the guitar sound on this. Love the vocal delivery on it. Love the fact that the production, once again, really simple but highly effective, right? Um, so much to be learned from, from that, you know, simplicity. I, I sell it all the time. How do you... How do you take out what you don't need just because you can doesn't mean you should right we could all hear other parts that could have gone in there but it was pretty perfect just the way it was um and yes sundresses sundresses rule i think they're underrated frankly um all right let's see what else we've got here um great job john jones on that Next thing up is an instrumental from Jeffrey LaPlante, and it's called Neon Lights. Let's have a listen.
And that was Jeffrey Plant's instrumental, Neon Lights. Very, very licensable, very usable. Um, clavinets, definitely making a comeback later. Uh, one of my favorite instruments. I love low-end clavinet. Take a clavinet and run it through like a Fender Twin, um, distort it, um, and then take the output of that and run it through a delay that pings it left and right. Amazing sounding. Speaking of things that ping left and right, I'm going to look up something really quick. Bear with me for a moment. I saw a cool video today. Um, a thing called Waves Super Tap. Okay, this requires a little bit of a background story. Um, somewhere around 1976, um, I was the senior engineer and studio manager at Triad Recording in Florida, and Lexicon, the, the company Lexicon that made Lexicon 224 and the 480XL or whatever it was, um, very famous for Lexicon delays and reverbs. They sent me a new gizmo to try out and they never came to take it back. So uh, it was called a Lexicon Primetime Digital Delay. And I had a really hard time getting that thing to work. Um, it also had a harmonized feature in it, if I remember correctly. Um, back when I was working with Neil Young at that studio, there was a day uh, where he was just totally enamored with that thing, and we spent the better part of an afternoon with him doing a weird little uh, breakdown in the middle of one of his songs, singing the vocal through there, harmonizing with himself in this little Martian voice. I remember, down on the ocean floor. Uh, anyway, going back to the Lexicon primetime, uh, people now make um, plugins of it, which I don't understand because it sucked. Sorry, Lexicon, thanks for giving me one, but uh, it, it just was not a good device. But I would spend a lot of time trying to get that multi-tap delay, you know, that would, like, something would hit in the middle and then go boom, 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 back and forth, which is now, like, no problem. Anyway, I was watching a video earlier today of, where did it go? Um the Waves version of it called the Waves Super Tap. And the user interface on it was remarkably similar. It did everything that the Lexicon Primetime was supposed to do, but it did it well. <laughs> and it looked like it was really easy to operate. Um, I didn't push the right fader. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes great ideas just don't work out the way they're planned. Did I tell you I went to the Waves office on uh, my most recent trip? Uh, I was about 30 miles away from Tel Aviv and went and had lunch with a very nice gentleman from Waves. And then afterwards said, hey, can we go see the office? He goes, sure. It's like a block and a half from here. So we had a nice walk over to the office. They've got four floors of big, tall, gorgeous office building. And 
there was nobody there. A lot of people still working remotely because of COVID. Also, it was between like two holidays that were at the beginning and the end of the week. So a lot of people just didn't come in that week. And he forgot his key card. So he's trying to call the receptionist. He's texting people in his department. Couldn't get anybody to let us in. But I got a picture of myself. Um, see if I can find it real quick. Standing at the front door of Waves. Let's see. There we are. See the Waves logo in the background? There's the door we couldn't get through. And then here's my wife who decided Waves means surfing. <laughs> uh, yeah, give Taxi some love by clicking that like button. Anyway. I really like the gentleman from Waves, and hopefully we can do some cool stuff for you guys coming up in the near future. Um, oops. Get back here, earbud. Yep, Waves is headquartered in Israel. It's a big, big, big company, and they really have their act together. Um, I, I emailed the CEO of the company when I realized that they were in Tel Aviv and uh, within minutes he forwarded me to this gentleman who was the right person in the company for, to meet, for me to meet with and uh, really, really liked him, liked their corporate ethos. ethos. Um, I've got a bunch of their plugins. I love them. I can't believe how inexpensive they are for as good as they are. Okay, let's have a listen to this one by Justin Laframbois. Justin Laframbois. And this is called We Built a Home. Justin, please don't hate me if I butchered your name, but I did take French 101 four years in a row, so I think I got Laframbois pretty right. Okay, this is We Built a Home. We took July by the fiery Spun around a new fairy tale When the sun went down We faced the storm We built a home A brand new life Nothing could fail The photo hangs on a polished So alive The coffee 
song filled with stuff that I never, <clears throat> excuse me, would have thought of in a million years. And they put it in there and made it work. Great vocal texture on that and great delivery. Um, you, you felt the meaning of the words, which is always a plus, right? Um, and all of a sudden, everybody's speaking French in the chat room. Pretty funny. Uh, wow. I'm doing French from the Spanish app in Duolingo to work on both languages at once. Why? Why, Marion? Why? <laughs> oh, man. All right. We've got one more, and we're going to be done way early. Um, so if you guys want to do a little Q&A afterwards, we can. If you want to call it a day and make it a short episode. Um, let's have a listen now to Sweeter Than Mine. This is by Gregory Putnam, and the waveform looks cool. Let's see what the song is. Sure, or it wouldn't have made it to the list. Mom. 
for that perfect love Cause I'm right here Like a face in the mirror You can walk a hundred miles Past a million more smiles No surprise, just open your eyes What do you need is me By the time you see Ain't no love sweeter than mine Ain't no love sweeter than mine couple of books in a moment. Um, she reminded me, I'm pretty sure that wasn't Gregory singing, but whoever the vocalist was on that, um, reminds me of Melanie. Remember, I got a brand new pair of roller skates, Melanie? Similar vibe. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. If you already own a copy of this book, uh, you'll make things a little easier if you don't type in a plus one. If you don't own a copy of this book and you would like to win one today, um, when I say go, don't start typing plus ones yet. I know some of you guys like to jump out of the gate a little early, but type in plus one and please just do it one time. Don't, you know, like type 10 of them in there like that. Um, Marion Laird already owns both, so she will not be typing. Thank you for the heads up, Marion. <laughs> anyway, so Liz is going to then run her finger up and down the list and go boink and pick a person, and we will send you a copy of Writing Production Music for TV by Steve Barden. Look at that picture of him. Is Steve a badass or what? He wears sunglasses indoors. <laughs> anyway, I love Barden. He's a really good guy. He's become a good friend over the years, and... Um, the book is awesome, truly awesome. So, without any further ado, uh, type a plus one if you would like to win that book. Win, yes, win a free book. Sandra the Siren, plus one. Just type a plus one, Sandra. That's all you have to do. There you go. You got it. <laughs> Nick Jackman, you took it literally. You're still waiting for your coffee cup from the last giveaway? Jesse, let us know what happened there. 
Liz, can you make a note to track down Jesse's coffee cup, please? Dude. All right, Liz, uh, scroll up and down that list, point your finger at somebody and tell us who the winner is. <laughs> Nick should win for, excuse me. David Gantz gets a late entry in. Sander figured it out when everybody else started doing it. Didn't your mother ever say to you, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? <laughs> I heard that far too often. Gloria Covington is the big winner today. Good job, Gloria. We will get the book right out to you. You should get it right after her Jesse gets his coffee mug. I can't believe you've been waiting. How long ago did you win that mug? Like during the road rally or something? Uh, oh, man, that's embarrassing. Anyway, congrats, Gloria. Um, all right, let's give... I'm going to... Gloria, is it okay if I write a little note in your book? I feel like we've known each other for so long. Gloria always sits behind me at the road rally. Um, Well, you won't be able to resell this one on Amazon now. Sorry. <laughs> I like this. I'm autographing Steve Barden's book. Okay, um, there you go. And now it's time to give away Let's see, do I have anything? Give away a book that's so big it covers my face. No, that's not even close to being funny. Nope. That's not even funny either. Okay, well, we're not going to do any sound effects, but let's give away a copy of Robin Frederick's best-selling book, Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting, 126, where is it? 126 Proven Techniques for Writing Songs That Sell. Everybody loves this book. Um, it, it's crazy how many people have come up to me over the years. Thank you for publishing that book. Um, by Michael Sonnet, all the best, Steve. There you go. Uh, anyway, I hope somebody uh, wins this book today. Um, somebody's going to win. Let's see. So same drill. Uh, let's, you know what? Let's be creative this time. Instead of typing plus ones, let's type plus two, just to keep it interesting. All right? And go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I like when we do these contests. I see names of people popping up in the chat that are normally pretty quiet during the shows. So, hello, Jared Skipper, Mac Williams, Deering Amps. New faces. Chris, the only one. Okay. Jan Myland already has this great book. Jan Fabianic. Fabian Kovic. Sorry, um, why were you not getting your emails for six months? Well, Russell James, uh, if you are quiet and you are shy, just be aware. I'm going to plug the Taxi Road Rally, our convention, which people say is the best convention of its type anywhere on the planet Earth, maybe in the entire universe. Uh, and every year as we get closer, people reach out to me and they say, I want to come so badly, but I just hate going to things where I don't know anybody and I just, uh, will I feel uncomfortable? Will I be like a wallflower? Am I going to just like sit there by myself in the ballroom all weekend? Trust me when I tell you that for 25 years, we've been doing the road rally for 25 years. This will be number 26 this year. Um, Every time I've ever said to anybody who's asked that question, get off your butt and come to the road rally and trust me, within like five, 10, 15 minutes of arriving, you will meet people probably in the line to get your badge, um, which we purposely make that line kind of long, you know, long time-wise. People make friends for life at the road rally. You will have the time of your life, even if you're like horribly shy. So start saving your money now. Marion Laird, I already feel like I know most of y'all. That's true. You get to know people in the chat room, get to know people in the forum at forums.taxi.com. And then you come to the road rally and you say what Carl Wurzbach is saying. It really is amazing. Taxi is a family. It is. Um, most people wouldn't want us at their table for Thanksgiving dinner, but we're a family nonetheless, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, Liz, are you ready to pick a winner? Run your finger up and down with your eyes shut and go boom, and let's pick a winner. Cass McKenty, you're in Boston. Hey, Cass, how are you, buddy? Good to see you. I was thinking about you earlier today. Something I saw had a goat, and it made me think of you. Mac Franklin, yay! Okay, Mac, um, do me a favor and email your ground address and your phone number to Liz, L-I-Z, at taxi.com so that Liz can shove that baby in a padded envelope and get it out to you. Um, <laughs> Ewart Williams says, it's a convention of 2,500 people who don't do well in crowds. Oh, he's 
echoing what Peter Rahill said. It's so true, right? It is so true. I mean, I don't like crowds. I go to a party. It could be a party of 15 people, and I will be the guy standing in the corner begging my wife to hang out with me. And my wife is the complete opposite. She's like, you know, flitting around the room, giving everybody hugs, life of the party. Um, and I, I just, I'm not like a, a chit-chatty person. Well, I'm chatty, but I'm not like, hey, how about those cubs? I'm not that guy at all. Um, if people only came up to me and asked me engineering and production questions, I'd probably be a participant in the party. But the road rally is special, and there's really no way to explain it other than to just say you got to come and experience it, and once you do, you'll want to come back all the time. People say it's the best weekend of their life. People say that they've made friends for life, which they have, and they've maintained these relationships forever. Um, and you learn so much, and you you get to meet industry people up close and personal. They're not like, you. who are you trying to talk to me at all? It's the complete opposite. So um, I may wear a sign that says Quarantini family at the road rally. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be um, exclusionary about it, but I really feel like uh, those of you who were there for the quarantinis, like virtually every day. How long did we do them? Well over a year, right? Like we would do, for those of you who don't know, we would do regular taxi TV every Monday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We would do hour long shows that could be about the gophers in my backyard, the coyotes coming over the wall into my backyard, could be about the squirrels, a lot of stuff in my backyard because that was my whole world during the quarantine. Um, my wife was out of the country and got stuck in another country uh, for like, I don't know, seven or eight weeks or something before she could come home. So I was flying solo in the house and my family was this family and we hung out every day and we all became pretty close. And uh, I, I got some really sweet and tender emails from people saying, thank you. you. You know, I was literally going insane being locked down not mentally healthy and this and the the quarantinis got them through so i really um enjoyed the camaraderie enjoyed the the humor enjoyed the fact that we could all just be ourselves i i didn't have to plan a whole lot for the quarantinis um i could be a dork on camera and you guys were very accepting of my dorkiness it was cool um Wow, Ken Mesford stayed up late last night thinking of this one. You don't need to run a quarantini Lamborghini and give rides in a parking lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, kept you saying no, it didn't, Ken. Really, it didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, The quarantinis were a most wonderful survival tool. Thanks for doing that, Michael. I'm going to put your name on the Nobel Prize list, not Nobel. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. <clears throat> yeah, I loved doing the quarantines. I haven't wanted to do one in a while now because I mean, it, it was. It, it's not over, and there are still people dying of COVID. Um, I just said this morning. 
I know more people that have had COVID now than who have not had COVID. Um, remember, you used to think, oh, yeah, you know, I know my best friend's mother um, had COVID. Um, now it's like, try and think of somebody you know who hasn't have COVID, had COVID. I haven't had it yet, uh, which I'm quite amazed because I've been traveling a lot. <clears throat> I have a tickle in my throat. I'm surprised I didn't get it. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it up a little early, unless you guys have a question or two. We've still got eight minutes left or seven minutes and nine seconds. Um, looking at the chat room, see if any questions pop up. If not, we'll wrap it up in a minute. Uh, great hanging out with you guys. Don't forget, next week, I'm sure that's going to be a great show. Um, with Tracy and Vance Marino, um, two very longtime taxi members. They've been members since the 90s. And I think I read in the promo for their brand new book, which just came out yesterday, that they've got tunes in 60 different libraries. Um, they are very hardworking people, very likable people. Um, but they work, 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 and have a good time doing it. Um, and I'm just so proud of them that they wrote that book. And I can't wait to get my copy tomorrow. Excuse me. How did Taxi become so cool? Um, excuse me. <laughs> Rockstar burps. See, I am a dork. Um, it, it, you know what? You guys make it cool. All I did was build the barn, poured the foundation, built the barn, opened the doors, and you guys showed up and made it cool. Um Mac Williams is the winner. Okay. Uh, question from Marion. Did I have a good time in Tel Aviv? Yes, I did. Um, I got to say, I love going over there. Uh, really, really do. Um, I didn't get to spend as much time with one of my daughters this time. She actually got invited by some very close friends to go to their home in South Africa, in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, so she was supposed to be gone for a month, which would overlap my trip by two weeks. Unfortunately, she got COVID while in South Africa and had to delay her return to uh, Israel by another, I don't know, week or 10 days or something. So I didn't get to see a whole lot of her, which was kind of a bummer. Um, oh, Ray Hill wants to know, have I chosen my keynote for the road rally? No, but I am in the process of it. Let's do a, a little uh, informal vote right now. Um, a really good friend of mine is Ryan Tedder from uh, One, Re One Republic. Uh, he's been their engineer forever. He's a bunch of a bunch of other amazing acts. And I've always wanted to get Ryan Tedder and my friend Joe Zook on stage at the same time and interview them about how they make their records. So that's one possibility. Um, turns out that a very good friend of mine knows Phineas. Um, and if you don't know who Phineas is by his one name, then maybe I shouldn't ask him. So would you guys prefer uh, Phineas as our keynote interview at the Road Rally or Ryan Tedder and Joe Zook? 
Um, and those are just two ideas. You never know. When I'm this far out and I ask people, they almost inevitably say, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in five or six months. Can I let you know three weeks before? No. Um, wow, it's kind of a 50-50. And uh, I mean, I would love to interview either or. Um, I've never met Ryan Tedder, but Joe Zook and I used to play golf, I don't know, probably twice a month together for several years. Um, he and I and Marshall Altman, who was an A&R person at Columbia Records at the time, and Ralph Murphy um, used to play golf together. and. We were a fun foursome. I was definitely the worst golfer of the four of us, uh, but we always had a great time playing golf. And, and Joe Zook is one of the, he's just like so mellow and so kind and such a sweet, good, smart man. Um, I, I've wanted to engineer, or I've wanted to interview him about engineering stuff. He's just so incredibly busy. Uh, when we're done with the show today, just uh, Google Joe Zook Mixer and, and look at his credits. How was Ryan Tedder's production course? You guys, Andre, you guys still aren't allowed to come here? Is it that you can't come to the U.S. or that you can't go back to Canada? not vaxxed. Well, um, not that I would ever recommend doing anything illegal, but just bootleg. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to say any more on tape or on camera. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of all kinds of people getting all kinds of uh, bootleg Vax cards. Honestly, on this last trip that I took, they make you fill out all kinds of paperwork. You have to fill out, an, I think it's called an attestation form. Sounds like something that grows on your body that you want to get removed. But um, you have to fill out a form saying, yes, I've been vaxxed and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these things that you attest to. Nobody looked at it. Um, I totally forgot to upload my proof of vaccination. Nobody asked me for it. Uh, all these other trips I've made over there in the last year or so, I've been so careful and never got anything wrong. This time I totally, for I, I had a copy of it with me, but neither the airline, nobody, the Ministry of Health uh, going to Israel, nobody coming back to the U.S., nobody checked anything. 
Um, all they want is your passport. And, and the lady at United, when I checked in from my departure flight, said, um, have you been vaccinated? And I said, why, yes, I have. And she goes, good enough for me. Um, Anyway, all right, it is now 5.30. We've reached the end of our time together. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today. I will see you next Monday. If you haven't hit the like button, please do. By the way, we are now over 20,000 subscribers. Uh, when I started the show, we were 20,016 subscribers. If you don't subscribe, then you won't get the little notices that we're going live. So hit the red subscribe button. Hit that little alert bell up in the corner. I believe it's up in the corner. Um, and, and please come back. For those of you who are new to the show, please come back. It's always a good time, and um, you get a lot of good information here. Go check out all the archives on our channel as well. Uh, congratulations. Liz is saying congratulations to the book winners. And I will see you next Monday for another super duper exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye, you guys. Yeah.